I get the keys, we'll just come in and we'll just come and play music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play a little game instead. Aquaman's a hero! Wanna see what Spider Man number one looks like? I guarantee you blows the load like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. Thank you for joining us today on your weekly comic book talk show. We give you all the latest news and reviews and shit talkery within the fandom. We're coming to you live today. I got Joe on the line. Joe's on the line under a bank blankets, shivering in fear. And then I got Oz somewhere in Iowa or some shit. Close enough. <laughs> Where is it? Um, uh, I'm on the Illinois side of the Mississippi, but oh, okay. Iowa is right on the other side, so I'm gonna be okay. here in like five minutes. So it's Illinois still. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where you live is it like Roseanne, like that area? Uh probably. I haven't seen this show like... in a while, and I haven't seen the new episodes that just came out. Oh yeah, they they premiered yesterday. I think I I got to watch them. They're pretty good. Um, but yeah, I was thinking that while I was watching, I'm like, that's probably like where Oz lives. It probably like, is. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of well, where I live, there's a lot of retirees too. So mm. it's like old as Rose. Well, I guess the, it is old as Roseanne, right? Yeah, they're like seventy now. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's where I live. Like they had to, they're still like working because they can't pay off the house or they they did a second mortgage or some shit. So they just got rid of the whole, they won the lottery shit? Yeah, I guess it was a script that Roseanne wrote. Yeah, I know that's how they explained, because I, I guess Dan died Yeah. at some point and yeah, it was yeah. a long time ago and I barely remember. So like in, uh. In the first episode, they're looking for they're looking for a gun that they hid that they don't know where it is. Now there's kids running around the house, so they gotta find it before the kids play with it. And then they find the script, and then Dan says, "Oh, yeah, this shit never sold because he killed off the best character. He's a <laughs> gentle giant, that guy." And that's how they explained that all the way. Okay. Well, but, I'm glad to hear they're back. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about comics and TV and movies and stuff. I guess Roseanne falls into that category, but this isn't the Roseanne cast. 
Today we got a pretty good show for you. We got review for Terrifics number one, brought to you by me, Moses Magnum. And then I guess Oz read number two, so he's going to give you a little bit of what number two is. We talked about no- Terrifics last week. I suppose number one for you, but... I'm surprised you yeah. didn't buy it as soon as I told you it was out. I did. I bought it on the air. No, number two. Oh, yeah. No, well, you know, I'm running the board here today. Larry's out. Larry, shout out to Larry. He's working, making money to pay for our bandwidth. Like permanently? No, no, no. I, he has, he's out of town, but like deep OC, like Corona. And it's like some work conference. And they get like hotel rooms and they do like team building shit and hanging out at night. I assume that's what it is. Unless he's like cheating on us with another show. He's done that before. Yeah, but look how well that turned out. And uh, so when we get to Terrifics, there I got some questions about number one. Especially since you bought a digital, right? You didn't buy the, yeah. the physical copy. Because I bought no. the physical copy and there, I saw something interesting that i think you might enjoy but we'll get to that when we get to that okay we also have a review of nightwing new order number one the little mini series starring nightwing and then joe will answer the question if citrus is worth watching on crunchyroll But that's later. Yeah, on. <laughs> I can do that. So, uh, on top of all that, we're going to give you some news, and then we have an interactive chat room where you could chime in with any comments or insults or compliments that you would like to give us, and we'll read them in chat. You just got to go to chat.allgames.com, and yeah, you can. Insert your witty comment. I don't know if any of you guys are in chat, but is there anything going on in chat? Uh, Tire Claw says, what's up, Fantastic Forum? And if you've seen Pacific Rim Uprising, your thoughts? Shit. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I actually haven't seen it either. Yeah, man. Poor right. Pacific Rim. But it beat out uh, Black Panther. Oh, I mean, that's well, Black cool. Panther is in like week what 30 now yeah it's a good movie black panther or pacific rim pacific rim is it check it out you saw it yeah oh well i guess joe can give us a review of pacific rim we'll be having that for you today robots and giant monsters that's that's (laughs) that's joe right there (laughs) I like how before we started, I'm like, Joe, you have anything you want to talk about? I haven't read anything. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll figure something out. I didn't forget, but I actually saw it like about a month or two ago. Oh, like I didn't realize it was out right now. Oh, so like you weren't allowed to talk about it till it came out. Right. Oh. But yeah, now that it's out, I could talk about it. I also planned on having a second-hand review of the latest Walking Dead episode. I don't watch it, but... Well, I somebody... actually did watch that, so I can tell you where you're wrong. Okay. Well, no, it's just more of a... 
I guess like a commentary that I heard at the at the barbershop, you know? Okay. So it, it's, you know, more and more people are falling off, I guess, are, are not watching it and they're hating little things that I hated already, but now they're more prominent. And I, I guess we could start off with that. So this person's gripe was basically, oh, real quick. I should mention that we are brought to you by Jeffrey's Comics, L.A. and South Bay's premier comic book shop. You can order your stuff from there at 310-538-3198. Just give them a call. Go order three trade paperbacks. You get the fourth one free. As well as get a lot of vintage comics or get a pull list and have them shipped. Just tell them we sent you. Fantastic Forum sent you. And then you can do that. Also, you can buy vintage comics on jeffreyscomics.com. They have all their... You place your order and look at what they have on there. And I think comics on ebay.com is for their really like high-end vintage comics. Rare stuff. So you can do that. But yeah, real quick to get the ball rolling. we Yeah, this, this dude at the shop was saying, you know, he doesn't like that nothing's happening... He explained the last episode for one, like just being too dark. You can't see shit. The the dialogue is like whispered. And then he says like at one point, I guess Negan was in a car with some chick and he didn't know how they got there. And then he said, what was the other gripe? Oh, this was the one that stuck out with me was where like he feels that they've created a bunch of characters so that they don't kill off any of the main characters to just kill off a bunch of new characters. And that was like something that really stuck. That That's what made me want to talk about it with somebody that is familiar with the comics and is watching the show. Well, I don't, I, I don't think the guy is, I mean, do you consider him a smart man? Uh, yeah, fairly. Cause I mean, the, Okay, the the thing about Negan randomly showing up with a, in a chick's car, it wasn't that random. The whole episode is the saviors are um, they've soaked all their weapons in in Walker blood, like they like they do in the comics, and they're gonna go basically shoot shoot at the at Rick's group, and like not killing it. It's a they're there to like terrorize them, so they're gonna uh-huh. they're gonna shoot a bunch of them leave and have them change and you know hilarity ensues um on the, the so, so 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 wait they dipped the the their bullets in bullets arrows negan did his bat everything that's kind of stupid they they dipped them in in walker blood to infect uh the other group right but isn't the whole premise of the show man larry's not here the whole premise of the show is that it's built into the human system. Like, if you die, you just become a zombie whether you get bitten or not. Right, but once you're a zombie, the virus is more mutated. That's why if a zombie bites you, then you change. You you die and change. So as long as you're... As long as you're... You just have, like, the... The regular virus, you'll change when you die... But if a zombie bites you, you get hit with the powerful stuff that changes you within days. 
Huh. I mean, it, yeah. and it's been like that for for years on the show. Yeah, I know that wasn't crossed originally, right, uh, Joe? Um, I don't know about the dying. Like, it's not no crossed. It isn't. Everyone has it. It's you have to get hit with fluids. Right. But the dipping the bullets and weapons in the blood. And Cross, they jizzed on him. Yeah, and Cross, there was semen. They, oh. they put him in a bucket and they're all around jerking off to <laughs> it. That no, That's literally what it is. That's, that's a page in Cross. No, I know. Right? Like, for those of you who don't know out there, Cross, it's, it's like Walking Dead on PCP. Yeah, it's, it's pretty close. Um... So that that was their plan. Big convoy is driving out there. Uh, they killed off Carl a couple episodes ago, so Rick right. is just insane right now, and goes after Negan. T- takes out his car, and it's basically the whole episode is is them kind of chasing each other and fighting, and then you know going back and forth, back and forth. Towards the end, Negan escapes. And Rick just doesn't know where he where he went, and then one of those last scene of the show, uh, Negan is regaining consciousness, and he's in the car. He's in the car with Jadis, and this is after uh, Negan's guy just killed off all the all the uh, what do you call those people? The scavengers or whatever the hell they're called, the garbage people. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, so I'm actually now on the camp where I don't read the comics or watch the TV show. So, do you play the games? <clears throat> I did, but I'm still like halfway through the first one, so I haven't finished it. So, uh, and, but all that's they're just, really good. And all that's just to say that I mean they don't actually show you when she finds him, but that's that's what happened. He got away from Rick and at some point of him running away cuz he doesn't have a car anymore. He doesn't even have his bat cuz Rick had it. Oh no, I think he got it back. It, either way, it, at some point from him running away, he got he got knocked out and put in a car by Jadis, who's obviously been hunting him down to get back at him for killing all her people. Mm. As far as action, I mean, there's been plenty of action. They're they're in they're in a war right now. Hell, the kingdom's pretty much been wiped out. So is Alexandria. They're all consolidating in uh, in one place. Yeah. And the last episode, they actually set up a trap for for the saviors, and a lot of people died. So, what do you think? Like, is going to happen? You think they're going to kill Negan off eventually? I think so. Um, yeah, they're going to have to. Because it's, it's at a point where it's either Rick or Negan. And Rick being the hero of the story, it's going to have to be Negan. There was a little bit where they try to make you think that, oh, at some point everybody gets along in the future. And they have old man Rick. And he's walking around. And they run into old man Negan who's helping plant vegetables. But now everybody realizes that was just a fantasy Carl came up with as he was dying because he's been infected. Mm. So I think 
they're going to have to kill Negan. They're not going to do what the comic did, which was just imprison him, right? And not kill him. Right. Yeah. It That still might happen because it still might be one of those where they shoot him or something and he's not dead. And they come up to Rick like, no, that's not what Carl wanted. And so, okay, we're <laughs> going to imprison him. That could happen. And I, I see that just right now from it, from talking to you about it just made me realize that is an option that they could have been setting up the whole time. And I agree, that would probably piss me off too. After all these episodes of them talking to each other, where Rick is like, I'm going to kill you. That's just what's going to happen. I'm just going to kill you. That's what's going to happen. Lori, too. <laughs> I mean, she wants him dead. I can't imagine her just letting him, you know, eat their resources just being a prisoner. Yeah. Especially after the last episode, they lost a lot of people, and there was a lot of scenes of Lori looking at the at the freshly dug graves. Hmm. Yeah, well, like I said, I don't watch the show, so I don't know what's been going on. But I figure we haven't even talked about it on the show at all. No, well, so I, I usually don't because you don't watch it. I don't know if Lawrence yeah. watches it. Yeah, Larry watches it. I don't know if Joe watches it. No, he's no waiting, I don't. He's waiting for it to finish. But there's no point in talking about it because it's just gonna piss you off. Nah, I'm, I'm, you know, with the new like legalized marijuana in in California, like I'm a lot more mellow. Like I even watched Thor Ragnarok, like over the weekend. Yeah, and you own it. Yeah, I own it thanks to you, man. Thank you. So, I really, like, I'm like, okay, Avengers is coming up. Uh, Larry got me a ticket to go watch it on opening night. And I'm like, okay, so I got to watch Thor Ragnarok, because that's the only one I haven't watched yet. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't even lie, man. I enjoyed it. Like, it's clear we're never going to get any cool Hulk movies, like, on their own. So, doing a watered-down version of Planet Hulk within Thor Ragnarok is okay. So, it was just weird, man. Like, because I'm a fan of the director, myself. So, uh, Waikiki it's like... Or- yeah, yeah, I was like at a, I had a conundrum because it's like ah, I don't want to support this guardianization of Marvel cosmic, and but the humor in this was Taika Waititi humor. It like that's the humor that he has in every movie that he does. It's just the only thing is to me, it's like there were too many humorous characters. So it's like, okay, yeah, I, I understand comic relief in a Thor movie dealing with the goddess of death. But it's like every character was comic relief. And it's like, yeah, it was just, that was a little too much for me. But, but like I said, you know, thanks to to the new recreational marijuana in, Mar- in California and fuck Jeff Sessions. I was able to enjoy Thor Ragnarok for what it is. And 
even like I don't think I guess my my fear is that every Thor movie from now on is going to be like this where it shouldn't be. Like I understand in the comics they could get a little goofy with shit, but it's just like a one-off comic and then it gets, you know, into like the weird Shakespearean high fantasy stuff. And then it goes back to, you know, a couple one-off issues with the humor. Um, and then Korg, like, I know I was mad about Korg not being the right color, but that voice that he had was hilarious. Like, everything he said made me laugh. That was actually Waikiki. Or Waikiki. Yeah, I know. And I called it because in the movie Eagle versus Shark, he's in there and he's like, he does, he's in there, but not really in there, but he does talk a little voiceover thing and I'm like, hey, that's the dude, like the director did that voice. He's also the guy from Green Lantern. The brown friend. Oh, the movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he but that voice and then that whole like, hey mate, we're getting on a ship. Wanna come? You know, like that whole thing was hilarious. I I don't know why I just I well I know why I found it funny is because I was fucking Inhaling a bunch of Maui Wowie, you know, <laughs> but it, it, you know, but yeah, and so I rented it on Friday night on Apple TV, six dollars. Uh, the week before, I almost bought it at Target before I even saw it because it's like, uh, you know, it is one of his movies. I, I, in, in one form or another, I own Taika Waititi's movies from beginning to now, except for the. The one that came out at the same time as Thor Ragnarok, which has the little fat kid from uh, from Deadpool in it. He's in that movie that Taika Waititi made um, that came out at the same time as Thor Ragnarok. So that one I haven't seen. but So I was about to buy it, and then I rented it. Then once I saw it, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely going to buy it. And then you messaged me with the free digital copy at the right time. Cause I was gonna really buy it. So hey, if you yeah. if you want, I got a Blu-ray copy too. Well, you you don't want it? Oh, I bought the 4K. Oh, okay. And you know, yeah. comes with a Blu-ray and a digital. Yeah, I'll so, take the Blu-ray too. Shit. Yeah, if I remember to take it to LA. Yeah, yeah. If you remember, if not, it's all good. But yeah, so that's an impromptu review of of Thor Ragnarok. Cape uh, Blanchett was great. Um, you know, the, Larry tweeted last week or a week, two weeks ago about an article that mentioned something about the superhero movies not being as impending doomy because all the villains are CGI or whatever. And Thor Ragnarok is a good testament for that as an argument against that article because everything in Thor Ragnarok is CGI. Like, the swords, like no sword was full, like no, they were never holding a full sword. <clears throat> they were holding a hilt with a piece of a sword, and then they were on a green screen, everybody. And all the headdress for, for Hela was all green screen. So it's like, this movie is like, is, it could have looked like Phantom Menace, because everything was all green screen. But 
it didn't. It looked great. Everything fit. Everything, you know, Hulk, Hulk varied in size. I'm not going to say Hulk was, wasn't, you know, Hulk was weird. Um, but, but other than that, it was all right. He, you know, his personality, because he was funny, it, it turns out to make Hulk funny, you got to smarten him up a little bit. But, you know, that's how, how Hulk is. Like, he varies, you know, the savager, the more savage he is, the dumber he is. So it's kind of him shifting that. And then I attribute his size change to that. Like, at one point, his head was really small and his body was big. And then another time, his shoulders were too big. And But I just, you know, I just call it mood swings because I don't want to shit on it. It's part of the mystery, right, Joe? Right. It makes yeah. sense. They do show him getting a little bit bigger when he gets angry. Right. Or even when he's in human form, too, where it's like, you know, like, because he was trying to piss himself off when he was shrinking, you know, and it's like, and then they did that in, you know, in the Ang Lee Hulk movie where he got bit in the shoulder. So he got mad and his shoulder grew and they cracked the the giant dog. Oh, that's another thing I wanted to rub in Larry's face. Was he, he everybody's biggest complaint about the Ang Lee movie was Hulk fighting a giant dog. And what the fuck did he do in Thor Ragnarok? He, <laughs> he fought a giant dog. Yeah, but I but thought I... the biggest complaint from the Ang Lee was that there wasn't enough Hulk. I don't know, man. There to me there's a good enough Hulk like that banner, the, the just the the banner conundrum, and then like Hulk broke off a piece of a tank, and then used it as a bat to hit another tank. Like, and then he like he warmed up his shoulder like a like a big league batter. Like, that was a shit. And then he went off to the stratosphere and then fell to Earth. I don't, I don't know, man. To me, that movie was tight. I don't care what anybody says. No, I liked it too. Yeah, like I just remember a lot of people were like, "Oh, there wasn't enough Hulk, and all the Hulk scenes were shown in the commercials, and yeah, all that." Like that's the thing I heard the most. Yeah, I remember, I went to see it. <laughs> I went to see it, and there was a, a girl I worked with, and it was uh, you guys know my friend Dante, and then this dude I know, Freddie. You might or might not know him. But the four of us went, we all worked together and went to see it. And then the girl that we worked with came out and didn't like the Hulk. And I got so mad at her for not liking the Hulk. And then she told me to shut the fuck up. It was hilarious. (laughs) You had to have been there. But it's just the way, like, I literally, I, I like, turned into the Hulk when she said she didn't like the movie. That would be a good good, uh, comic strip if we were still doing it. Right. Um, all right. Well, moving right along, we got a little sidetrack here, but let's do a uh, Joe. Tell us a little bit about Pacific Rim. Okay, so Pacific Rim is uh, it takes place, you know, after the first one, and uh, starts off with the what? How far after? Um. Not far, like, just enough for stuff to start getting back to normal, kind of. Okay, like reconstruction type. 
yeah, there's still some like abandoned zones where uh, they're not reconstructing it. But uh, yeah, it's pretty not too far from it. Like, I don't remember the exact timeline. It's like a few years. And uh, yeah, it starts out with this one girl building her own uh, robot, which is illegal. They all have to be registered. And then the son of Idris Elba uh, meets her, and they both get caught and arrested and forced to join the service. And uh, we have uh, basically the holes uh, open back up and the monsters come through, but then they find out that they're actually going to like a certain destination, so they try to intercept them and uh yeah they basically try to intercept them before they get to where they're actually going so it's it was really good it was fun like i liked it it looked great i liked the characters like it was a pretty good movie and i love how they like had the portals reopen because that was like pretty interesting Oh, okay. So they explained how because they were sealed shut in the first one, and right. they explained how they reopened. Yeah. Okay. That explanation, like, I don't want to spoil it. I'm not sure yeah. how much I should say. Yeah. But I, I thought it was clever how they had it reopen because it directly ties to events from the first movie. And so, yeah, because it directly ties into the events of the first movie, how it reopens, I thought that was like really interesting how they did that. Okay. And then uh, the ending is also really interesting because it sets up the third one perfectly. Oh, sweet. And yeah, that that was, I felt like the second one would probably be just like a weird knockoff of the first and you know, they, they sealed the holes, but then how they reopened would be, like, something that I felt they would not do right, you know? Right. No, personally, I liked it. Like, it's kind of like how, yeah, like, when you think about, like, how do they reopen it, like, the way they do it, it, like, it makes sense, and it has a good flow to it, so... I thought it was really good. Sweet. All the special effects yeah. were pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I mean, uh, you know me, I have like the least eye for special effects of the four of us. Yeah. But I thought it was all looked great. Well, like, I think Larry really has, good at... I think Larry mm -hmm. has the least. Well, Kind of, like, but I think he looks for things more than I do. Mm. So, yeah. like, the better ability to spot things, but I don't actually look for them. Okay. But, yeah, it was good. The only, the only one thing that I thought was kind of strange is that you know, they basically say they're all headed to this one destination, and it seems odd that nobody noticed it. So, uh, 
that's kind of the only thing where it's like they're like let's look at where they're going and it's like why didn't they do that before like why did nobody think of that until now and while you can't understand you know you're being attacked by giant monsters like maybe that could get overlooked it still seems a little weird yeah but other than that i thought it was really good Is it definitely a, a run to the theaters movie, or should we could we wait to home release? Or I would definitely see it on the big screen. I'm actually yeah, I'm planning to go see it again now that it's out. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's it's worth it. Like it is a big screen experience. I mean, one thing, one of the things that they really do well is making sure that everything looks like it has weight, which, you know, when you're dealing with CG, yeah. that doesn't always happen. No. But they do, like, a really good job with that. And, and it's especially, like, like giant robots. Like, I, I can understand the monsters not seeming too heavy because they're, like, interdimensional and there's different, like... Maybe their atmosphere had a lot more pressure than ours, so there could be light on their feet. But the robots, like, they look heavy. Like, they're... Uh, I, well, in the first movie, they had a couple different, like, giant robots. Some were a little more bulky and, and scrappy-looking than others. Are these, like, more refined, or or is it still, oh. like, similar? No, with the exception of the one the girl built by herself, they're all uh, all very slick looking, yeah. but they're also very different. Okay. So like you can see like the personalities of the machines, uh, like in the way they're built. Mm-hmm. So that's another cool thing about it. And uh, actually, one thing I didn't mention is that. Uh, you know the I can't remember the guy's name, but he plays Idris Elba's son. Yeah, it's uh the dude from Star Wars, right? Right, it's Finn. And he his character wasn't annoying. Which because he's like kind of the you know, I don't want anything to do with this and they bring him back like as a punishment instead of like going to jail. And uh, sometimes that kind of character can get annoying if they play it too hard, too long. Right. But they don't. Like, he comes around fairly quickly. Um, And when he's not, like, even before he comes around, he's not super annoying with it. So that's one thing I did like. Another thing I like. Okay. But yeah, overall, I thought it was really good. Like, it was a really fun movie, creative, and I'm super hyped for the third one. How long do you think we're going to wait for the third one? Um, it might, well, it's not going to be like the difference between Independence Days yeah. or Skylines. 
but uh, <laughs> Skylight. Yeah, the new one's supposed to be pretty good. I haven't seen yeah. it yet. Tiger Claw but, wants uh, to know if, if you notice the Gundam references. Did I notice the Gundam references? No. I probably wouldn't. Like, I like Gundam, but I'm not deep enough in the Gundam lore yeah. to notice references from it. Gundam's like, too, I watched... too vast. It is very vast. Like, I watched a little bit of Endless Waltz and a little bit of Unicorn and a little bit of uh, the one before Unicorn. And it's like, combined, there's, there's not even... Like, I don't even think I've seen a whole series all the way through. I, because I don't enjoy it, just because stuff comes up. Not only that, like, half the time you have to read everything while you watch it. So that makes that makes you... you makes it you have to focus and you have to like sit there and watch and then you can't do other shit like you know I, that's the problem i had with citrus was i'm like ah you know i got Crunchyroll. well you know eh, we'll we'll get to that eh, gundam and citrus have the same problem with me that's all you need to know right now but, but gun i see most gundam series do have an english dub yeah which i know i when I watched Unicorn and uh, Endless Walls, that was the English dub. No, I think all the times I've watched it, it's been the English dub. With the exception of like one of the super earlier ones. But yeah. Like, they're good about doing that. So if it's not on Crunchyroll, if the dub isn't on Crunchyroll, you might have to check Funimation. Oh, okay. Which that's also that's kind of interesting to me, just because Crunchyroll is kind of like the sub guys and Funimation are the dub guys. It's like they both have their own properties, but the, when they share, that's how they split them up, which is kind of interesting to me. Mm. But yeah, um, yeah, definitely find the. Uh, dubs, if you want, they're uh, they're actually pretty good as far as dubs go. I love how you turned it into a review of Gundam. <laughs> yeah, and that's what happens when Larry's not here. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't get the references, but it's still a really good movie. I know. Like, um, for the first one, I really got like a lot of like Evangelion. Not maybe not references, but influence. Yeah, like, like I remember them saying that was one of their influences, and you could tell. Yeah. Like, especially with like the dual piloting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like, was that was real big. From the. Hmm. Well, that was a real big one too, and even like the score, like how the music flowed when they were like fighting too. It's like man. That's episode nine of Evangelion. Right. Like, like some shots were almost like lifted. Yeah. Yeah, I had somebody actually say when they first saw the trailer for the movie is they had to watch it because that's that's the closest thing to an Evangelion movie they're gonna get. Yeah, that's how I felt when I when I 
talked myself into watching it. Because it's like, yeah. I mean, I still love the original. I haven't watched the rebuilds at all. The rebuilds but, are really good. Yeah, I know, but I want to watch all of them straight. Like, I want to, I want to get that lemonade you told me about. Right. And I want to, you know, sip on that little. Got my Buddha bong. Got my my pipe, and I want to just, just kind of, do a, like a twenty four hour thing. Where I just refill every every, every few hours or so. Right. Maybe for my birthday I'll do that. I'll buy all four Blu-rays and just pop them in. Nice. Uh, so yeah, out of uh, out of five <coughs> dual fighting mechas, out of five, how many would you give them? I would give it a four. Four, okay. Yeah, like it's it's real close to five, but yeah. What what know, is what is that tipping point that did that it missed? Like what what that little percentage like that would tip it over to five? Like what is that for you? I know a big part of that, and even though it really isn't a big deal, but it does kind of bug me internally that nobody noticed that they were all headed to the same place. Okay. Like I think that is the tipping point. Yeah. Which stops it from being like a five out of five movie. Is it is it one of those things that if they noticed they the movie would have ended like thirty minutes in? No. No. Like oh, wow. it would have been the like you would have gone through the same like the first movie would have played out pretty much exactly the same. Like it could only affect the movie from the second half. Like like it could only affect like from part two on. Okay. Because it's like the first movie was about them like getting the technology to fight and then fighting them back as best they could. Like even if they yeah. did know where they were going, there's not a whole lot they could have done. Yeah. They just want to close at the whole point. Yeah. Right. But at this point, it would have been like a different movie if they had realized that before. Hmm. All right. Well, there you have it. Four dual fighting mechs out of five from Joe for Pacific Rim. It's kind of cool. One of the mechs is like a huge three fighter. Oh, yeah? Kind of cool. Yeah. Like, how so? Like, he just looks like a. Is is the guy that you, that controls them like that style or what? No, it's like three people have like it's so big and massive. They need three pilots oh, for it. Three fighter. Okay, I thought you said Street Fighter. I thought I heard Street oh, Fighter no. too. I was picturing yeah. Ryu. Oh. <laughs> like he throws fireballs and shit. No, that would be jumping the shark just a little bit. <laughs> jumping the interdimensional shark. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's three be, people that that wow. I think I'd be okay with with that if if I had to see a Street Fighter mecha. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they did a Pacific Rim game as a fighter, <clears throat> like there would be that shit. Like all the different mechs, like 
it'd be kind of like Alpha Three, where you, you get like XP and everything, and you can model your fighter to like different shit, you know, kind of like RPG elements. Mm-hmm. Man, I gotta talk to Gamble Del Toro. <laughs> Because that's what was missing in, like, Xenogears. Where it's like, yeah, you have your mech, but you can't customize it, you know? Right. I want to play Xenogears so bad. That would be pretty awesome. I sold my copy on eBay when I was unemployed. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure I can find a ROM or something. I don't know. We'll figure, I'll figure. It's interesting, but like that's one of the games I always see. Like whenever I'm at a convention, yeah, I always see that for sale. Well, it, that, and it's I don't know how expensive it is. I know at one point it was going for two hundred bucks, and when I sold it, it was like one eighty. So that helped me pay the rent. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it for well, I guess I can say it now. I stole it from where I worked at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I did what I had to do. I should have right. just like copied all the files until I could figure out how to extract them again. But well, that would have been something. Hindsight twenty twenty. So true. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into Terrifics number one. This book we talked about last week a little bit, just because I found out about it last week. And I bought it immediately. I saw the name Jeff Lemire, you know, Mr. Terrific doing, you know, fantastic things, if you will. This is one of those DC books that um, is a an homage or a knockoff of, you know, of a Marvel book. So it's, it's essentially the Fantastic Four led by Mr. Terrific. It has Metamorphal, Phantom Girl... Um, and what's the other dude? Uh, the Mr. other dude, Terrific. like I'm not a fan. <laughs> Plastic man. So, uh, yeah, it, it's basically, it is a interdimensional space adventure, science adventure. <laughs> it start, I love how it starts off. So basically, uh, Jeff Lemire wrote it with, I believe, it's I don't know how much of the script Jeff Lemire was involved because it's it's written by Ivan Rice and Jeff Lemire. Ivan Rice, in theory, I'm not a fan of only because I've never read any independent thing that he's done for himself. I've only read what he does for DC. Uh, I don't think he's ever even done anything for Marvel that I have read. Maybe he has in the past. Who knows? But Jeff Lemire is a dude that, like, the the first thing I read from him was on Vertigo. Then he started doing some really good Marvel books. And then uh, on Image, he did a book that I talked about a couple weeks back called Gideon Falls. And then he did Royal City, which uh, like, I could plug that book every fucking show. In fact, I'll plug it right now. Uh, Amazon just told me it's available for pre-order volume three. Uh, on Amazon is on, available on pre-order for uh, let's see here where's my email here we need transition music while we're live producing shit something like the 
the Jeopardy theme or something? Well, I can say for Marvel, he did a Moon Knight mm-hmm. and the run of X-Men. He also did that Hawkeye book that was really good. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, coming. this email came to me this morning. He it does says, sweet. Uh, so. I'm sorry, say that? Say it again? Sweet Tooth. Oh, yeah. Sweet Tooth is Isn't amazing. Isn't that for himself? Yeah, yeah. No, but I was talking about Ivan Rice. Oh, right, right. He's a guy that I haven't seen do anything. But he he's done, I guess we've known him from the Green Lantern books. Is that right, Oz? Yeah, that and uh, yeah. he did Daredevil for a while, didn't he? Not when I was reading it. Like, his Daredevil had to have been probably before Quesada took over. Or or probably, like, after Bendis when nobody cared. Because I don't remember any of that. But yeah, this email came to me this morning. Coming soon from Jeff Lemire. Royal City Volume 3, We All Float On. Releasing October 16th, 2018. Paperback, fourteen ninety nine. So, needless to say, I bought it already. Uh, I am actually reading that book digitally, so <laughs> I'll be caught up when it comes out, but who cares? He'll get money. Uh, but yeah, Terrifics, uh, I don't know who's in charge of Terrifics. I don't know if um, Ivan Rice is overseeing these books and he has he has a clear story of... I, I, all right, I'll cut to the chase. I hate when two people write books all right, because I don't know who is the good one and who is the guy that just fills in the dialogue. You know what I mean? Um, it happened a lot with uh, a lot of comics, especially when you go back and read old comics. You'll have story by Stan Lee, dialogue by fucking whoever, John Buscema, Sal Buscema. Like, it's, it's Stan Lee's story. He gets all the glory, all the credit, and then somebody else actually fills in the dialogue, which is kind of gives these characters that grit that that feel so i don't know who i don't know who to praise for the writing in this book but i actually i'll praise both because I, I did enjoy it and um you know alan moore is a dude i'm friends with on twitter and i always tease him every time they sometimes he replies he told me once he was spitting venom on everything that was doomsday clock and uh <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I, I I actually didn't I wanted to show him the picture of the end of issue one where Tom Strong comes out and be like, hey man, what do you think of this? But I just didn't get around to and I had a feeling he probably didn't wasn't gonna respond. So I didn't do it. But I, th- I did have some issues with well look uh, I'm getting to the end already. It is a, a really cool science adventure. It deals with, with uh, what is it, Daggett? He takes over Mr. Terrific's company, Terrific Corp or whatever. And basically Sim- he opens a portal to the dark dimension and... Simon Stag. He's Stag, that's the dude. So Daggett's the dude from Clayface. Um, but yeah, so... He opens the portal, he fucks up the the negative tachyons or antimatter or whatever from dark dimension affects metamorpho. So they all have to go. Mr. Traffic comes to close the hole, but he jumps into the dark dimension where the dark matter doesn't affect 
Metamorpho, and where Plastic Man can not be an egg anymore. Be- and they hear the stress signal from <laughs> a, a, what I can call, from a Marvel sensibility, a dead eternal. That's what it looks like to me. That's what I was going to call it the second I saw that image. Yeah. So it, it's they essentially go to nowhere. And uh, you can't see me, but I did quotation marks. And it's Phantom Phantom Girl's there fighting off these, like, nega demons or whatever. The whole thing's very, like, you know, you talk about uh, Pacific Rim, Joe, with that that portal from extra-dimensional demons coming through. And and then this, there's, like, extra-dimensional, what we would call interpret as demons there. The whole thing is very H.P. Lovecraft. With oh, science okay. fiction, yeah. So it's it's H.P. Lovecraft with science fiction. So it's it's reminiscent of Fantastic Four, but then it's also reminiscent of Alien Two or Aliens, you know. And and that's that's all. Mm, I forgot how I described it last week. I described it as a smooth whiskey thing. Let's see what I have here. No, I can't describe it as that. Uh, but yeah, the the whole thing is very like cosmic horror. Without, but they take out the horror and make it into adventure. So the shit's scary, but you're just fighting through it. And the black guy doesn't die at the beginning. So that's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not horror. It's sci-fi adventure led by a, a person of color. And, and yeah, they find Phantom Girl. Phantom Girl tells them, I didn't send the distress signal. <laughs> yeah. so they're over here fighting. And it turns out it's a hologram of Tom Strong. Now, Tom Strong is a... a Dude is amazing. All his, his comics were great. They were like Alan Quartermain or, or for the the dumb people that don't read books. And I include myself in that. I only know Alan Quartermain because I know how to sound condescending. But uh, Indiana Jones or Tomb Raider, like he's the science Tomb Raider. Like, or science, like, he builds gadgets like Batman or Iron Man, but he's an adventurer, and he's, like, finding, like, relics and shit in other dimensions or or in third world countries, and he's, like, a dude that he's not, like, he, just because he's a scientist, he's not a nerd, he has, and he has, like, a family of people that follow him, and a robot that is a butler, and it's very, like, cheesy, like, almost like a Doctor Who, but cool. Like, Doctor Who, to me, is corny as fuck. Tom Strong is like, yeah, I could see Tom Strong getting the girl at the end. And I guess that's kind of what what Indiana Jones did for Alan Quartermain, too, where it's like, you know, he can be smooth and he can fight and he can, you know. But but Tom Strong was actually, like, a smart scientist, too. And uh, at the end of his series, like, this is where it would piss off Alan Moore. It's like... When Jim Lee decided to sell Wildstorm, Alan Moore said, you know what? No more Promethea, no more uh, Tom Strong. It, all Everything he was working on for Wildstorm, where he had free reign to do whatever he wanted, like he just he just quit. And that's why I, I wanted to tweet the picture, but I didn't want to piss him off too much. I'm sure he gets it from other people too. So I didn't want to just pile on that. And then on top of that, I'm not... 
I'm not even that mad that that's how they bring Tom Strong back. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, terrific. I guess because I enjoyed reading Terrifics number one, I'm not mad that they brought Tom Strong back that way. Like, that's a. It seems like a, a cool way to bring him into the DC universe. I know there's a lot of a Wassler and people they brought into the New Fifty Two, and a lot of it didn't make sense. Like, as a Tom Strong fan, like it could have been fucking the Apollo Midnighter book, you know, or Stormwatch. Like, I feel bad for Larry. <laughs> you know, like he he got Stormwatch the way he did, but I got Tom Strong like this, yeah. Right. And that's number one. For number one, I give it. Uh, I give it four, Alan Moore. You know what? Fuck it. I give it five Alan Moore middle fingers up, because I really enjoyed how, um, they got creative with with. So part of it is like they can't handle the atmosphere of that dark dimension. So out of nowhere, Plastic Man stops being an egg, but they're like, hey, we need you to like protect us. So he turns into just this big mouth and just swallows the whole group. And then a little bit of his tongue just melts up and is Plastic Man talking inside himself. And I was like, <laughs> man, that's just fucking tight. That That's something I hadn't seen with Plastic Man in... In my years of being a Plastic Man fan, I like I like that it it starts off like really serious, like oh, yeah. there's, some, there's some shit happening, it and then all of a sudden Plastic Man shows up, and it's just comedy every time. Like every page, everybody looks serious, but Plastic Man yeah. always has a goofy look on his face. Yeah, look, and that's what pisses me off of fucking uh, the, the Flash when he's on. Reading this Plastic Man, that's fucking Plastic Man on the TV show. He's got the same expression. That's what I'm saying. It's like, <sighs> yeah. It, it, it's, it, you know, unfortunately, there's not enough people with actual power that like Plastic Man. Because, you know, you know, if Jeff Johns was a Plastic Man fan or, or uh, was it like one of the dudes that writes Flash? You know, that shit wouldn't have gone down that way. And I know it's some. I know they. Here's here's my biggest like anger. There's there's probably some, like the dudes that write, the Flash love Plastic Man, but there's some rights shit where you can't use Plastic Man. You know what I mean? They're probably working on something in the work in the background, so they can't use them. So they just made the bland version of Plastic Man, Elongated Man, into him because, you know, because, of, and that that just pisses me off more. That's like being lazy. Yeah, I mean, that, look, that Elongated Man isn't even married. Yeah. That was, that and was the thing is, Elongated thing. Man could be interesting. He doesn't have to be goofy funny. He could be interesting, you know? But, and... You mean in the show or in the comic? Well, in the show, he could be interesting. In the comic, he got interesting... When they killed his wife. Yeah, Identity Crisis was great. Yeah, like, he was interesting there. Like, perfect. Like, that brought him into the forefront. Other than that, he was, nobody gave a shit, you know? Or a few You know, I'm not going to say nobody, because usually I'm in that nobody group. So I'm sure somebody gave a shit. But nobody... The, the people making comics weren't doing anything 
great with him. And then that was like really like fucking fucking cool. And so this is uh, an interesting thing because you bought the digital copy. I yeah. actually got the physical copy. And the yeah. the cover of the physical copy opens up to like three different pages. Uh huh. Um, not like a Playboy where they're folded in like that. Like yeah. Up and down fold. Yeah. And the back is it looks like if you get all the all the issues around it, you get a yeah. giant poster cover of the Challengers. But the other side of that back cover, there's one cover that I thought was interesting because I don't see it in there in DC's lineup, but it's a Tom Strong cover. And right. it's got Tom Strong and Strong Girl. I don't know their names. Yeah. Do you, did you <laughs> robot? Did you get that cover? In yeah, uh... it it actually has is the Terrifics is the first cover. You swipe right, and it's the the stag and some other guy. And then what I assume is that Dead Eternal on it. Okay. And then it's the Tom Strong cover with the Tom Strong crew, like everybody. Okay, so you do, so you do have that. Yeah. And yeah, and you look at it, and it's actually one long ass cover in the front, where Plastic Man, part of Plastic Man, goes into that that one with the Eternal, and then yeah, uh, yeah, the uh, Mister Terrific's foot goes into the Tom Strong cover. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. If oh, yeah. they're gonna go they're into not... this Tom Strong, do you know this team with Tom Strong? I'm not a, I don't know yeah, a whole that, lot about him. Yeah, that's the Tom Strong book. Like that's the people like in the book. It'll like, be so. It'll be interesting if somehow this goes into that because this is only a six issue series, right? Yeah. And yeah. there's no, I mean, they're not any closer to finding Tom Strong in issue two, which I read. And issue two is it's the first few pages are just Phantom Girl's backstory, but it's a kind of a cool thing because let's see, it's um. Three three pages of her backstory, and they made the pages look old, like kind of faded and yellow. Yeah. Uh, because it's supposed to be something that her backstory is what happened, like how she got where she is happened years ago, and so I just like that little touch because it's not anything too interesting really. Uh, there's, I, I guess Bendis is a, a huge deal. Because yeah. he's got two full fucking pages. It, the middle, the center, you open it, two pages, it just says Bendis is coming and then the picture of Superman. Mm. So I've never seen that before for a, for a writer or anything. I I just yeah. that, that that just I looked at that and like, man, they somebody's they, jerking they, off. They think people like Bendis. <laughs> like <laughs> I know the dude's got talent, but okay. I mean, we'll see yeah. what he does. I, you know, I think there's 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 some younger dudes out there with a little more talent that haven't been pushed to the forefront by any major publisher. You know what I mean? Um, just judging from how I used to see Image do things with independent creators, like they're not hiring any independent people. Like anybody that 
they get a book from is either working in entertainment and trying to make a comic or they've made comics for the other big two and now they're making comics so it, yeah there there's that's all DC got right now of some mystery that can can bring people in is fucking Bendis I guess so issue 2 what, what was that like what what uh issue 2 like it's a you know a couple pages of phantom girl and then it's it's them getting out of that dimension they're in and <laughs> also kind of tells you why they have to be a team because mm-hmm. um Mr. Terrific is he's as soon as soon as they escape he's like okay so I need to figure out what the fuck's going on. I need to figure out some shit here and some shit there. I need to get back to my lab. You guys chill out. I'll be right back. And something happens that it's going to, that's the reason they have to be a team. So it's not like they're choosing to be a team. They're they're going to have to be a team until they figure some shit out. And they don't exactly explain why what happens happens. It's just the last thing you see is, that's happening, and well, shit. I guess we have to be a team now. <clears throat> that's that's the closest way I can explain it without spoiling. I mean, the the issue I'm pretty sure just came out today. So yeah, if not today, last week. Yeah, at no, because last week uh, the first one came out, or a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, so that's been this week. Yeah. So this is all the stuff that's coming out of Metal, huh? Yeah, it says right on the cover. So is Metal like the new Flashpoint? I'm, you know what? It's the new Crisis for sure because all the Metal villains came from other from the multiverse, from the dark okay. the dark multiverse that they talk about here. Yeah, that's how. You know, that's how Mr. Terrific knew what Metallo had to do to not be affected. And that's how he knew Plastic yeah. Man, which I saw a note that said shit got shit got crazy when Plastic Man was in, in the metal comics. So yeah. I only read the first two. Now I got to find the rest and, and finish that because that fucking little note like brought me back to, oh, yeah, I really wanted to read those. Yeah, it definitely makes it made me want to read other shit, too, which is. Like I don't want to do, but hey, you know, like there everybody's competing for my dollar, <laughs> yeah. So you gotta step up your game, I guess. Yeah. As much as I love like image stuff and independent stuff, that, I mean, yeah, I, you know, uh, they the big two are starting to get me this year. They're doing something good. They they. They got me to read Damnation in Marvel. <laughs> I went out and got all the Doctor Strange, all the main title, and now I think tomorrow I'm gonna stop by and get the Ben Riley books, which I'm not a big Ben Riley fan, but here I go. Yeah. Yeah, I I think they're just the this this miniseries idea. I've I've talked about that for years. Instead of yeah. one one that goes up to issue a thousand. Just do miniseries, you know, self-contained stories. They'll, they'll, you could throw those in a trade paperback easily, and yeah. you don't have to worry. People don't have to worry about, oh, they're already on issue forty, and the last one I read was issue ten. 
So fuck. I I've had that feeling for some books that I saw at the shop. I'm looking at it, I'm yeah. like, oh that looks interesting. Oh, that's issue forty five. Oh I haven't read any of them. Even and, the uh, even the Nightwing the New Order, they had issue one and four. Yeah. If they would have had two two and three, I would have I would spot all of them. Right. So and that's the thing. I was going to read them digitally. So then I'm like, well, I don't know. I didn't know if you're going to read what, like, review one of them or all of them. So I'm like, ah, do I have time to read all of them? And I didn't. So I'm like, okay. So I tried to read one. Then I got another customer. I was like, okay. And then it turned out, I was, you know, I, I know I texted you. I was going to be late to the show, but luckily it didn't turn out that way. But I didn't have time to read all of them. But yeah, I guess they're on four now or five. Actually, I I think six just came out because as mm-hmm. I was looking for it online, the the trade paperback is already coming out in May. Oh okay, so yeah. That, so it's yeah, six is out. So I gotta I gotta do some hunting and <laughs> see if I can find them. But hopefully, I'll have them read by the next show. Amazon man. Yeah, no, I I literally went to eBay. Yeah. And, well, uh, that too. Somebody that was works. somebody was selling all six because Amazon had yeah. to pre-order for the for the paperback. Right. But if you pre-order the trade paperback on Kindle, it'll probably still be the same amount of money. But you'll have it that day. Yeah, but I want the physical. Yeah. It's it's tough for me to because a, a lot of these books I'm reading at work, and it's yeah, kinda, it's kind of tough to, for them to see me on my phone. <laughs> but not with a comic book. <laughs> no, because it's a little bit. You know, if I've got downtime, yeah, it's, it, it's a little bit more. Like, well, I'm just waiting for shit. I can put a book down and go back to it. But if I'm on my cell phone, I, they might think I'm like playing a game or some shit. But it, but you're reading a comic book. Like it, it's it's literally like just one step. I don't know if above or below of game. Like. Games pause when you hit the the sleep button. Yeah, look. Hey. I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, I get it. No, I, I mean, I get it too. I just don't have a job where that happens. Like, And at, at my job, there's places where a cell phone could, you know, shut down everything. Yeah, so, yeah. Or <laughs> ignite something. Yeah, well, look, one leads to the other. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Terrifics one, I gave that high rating. Two, what do you give it, Oz? I give it the same rating. I mean, I definitely want to read the whole series. So when three, four, five, and six come out, I'm definitely going to be looking out for them. Cool. Where do you think they're going with this whole like metal thing, like? Is it going to be like the new 52? Because I had somebody ask me that today at the shop where it's like, yeah, this metal thing. I, I talked about Terrifics. I talked about the Batmanium, and that's why I don't read the other ones. But now it's like maybe I should just because if it's going to be change everything, I got to get on the ground floor. I think it's just going to lead to another crisis. Yeah. That kind of puts everything back, but some things will be different like 
Plastic Man is going to have his own book now. So this is how he got brought back. You know, Mr. Terrific, he lost his book, what, a few years ago? And, yeah, like um, he was like he got lost in he was in JSA for a while, and then that happened. That ended weirdly. Right, and so this might be a way to bring him back. So I, like, I don't think the Terrifics is going to be a team past this yeah. six issues, but yeah. these characters are going to be a little bit more important now. But okay. it, that's what always happens. It one crisis, shit changes, and then another crisis that kind of brings everything back to status quo. Yeah. So I say enjoy enjoy the year. It's like the year of fifty two. I love that year. That fifty two was a yeah. good book and shit was yeah. all crazy. But then the next year countdown. Year long. Next year countdown, everything was pretty much status quo again. Mm-hmm. So I mean we'll see where it goes. I I, I gotta finish reading metal now to really be able to answer that question because I I don't even know how that ended. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's why Larry didn't want to like do any of the miniseries because he um yeah he didn't want to do any of the miniseries because he hadn't caught up with metal, so he's like he wants to finish that first. But he should definitely read Terrifics. I think he would get a kick out of it, especially how he never thinks that like Fantastic Four books are any good. Yeah, like this this feels like. The, I mean, it feels like the Annihilation book, where it's just as good as as that book, where they went into the the before Johnny Storm died. You know? Yeah. I didn't read that book, but I'm gonna just agree. Joe read it, right? Yeah, I read the Johnny Storm dying. Yeah, it feels like that, like just a a crazy like science adventure that. That can be perilous. Like I wouldn't be surprised if one of them died at the end. It it's a good. What book. you gotta do is compare it to the Hickman run of Fantastic Four. Oh yeah. Which even Lawrence liked that one. Yeah, I think that was that run too. But um, yeah, I think that was at the end of the run. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, it's not like Hickman. Like I love Jeff Lemire. It's not like Hickman's run with Fantastic Four. Like Hickman, okay. Hickman, I think is like a a reincarnated like scientist or some physicist or something because because <laughs> he he's got that that interdimensional shit down. Like where this feels compared to Hickman, this feels like you know like a lost in space type of shit. You know. Oh, okay. Where Hickman, it feels like fucking like Interstellar, you know? Right. You know, Lost in Space was a terrible movie, but I still kind of like it. I mean, I like the show. The show was tight. Like, I, I can't, you know, it's space science adventure. And again, that's what I liked about this book, where it's like, it's just a, a interdimensional space science adventure with people that have superpowers as well that react to their current situation like what's not to like you know so yeah that that's how i felt about this and and yeah it was the thing is it was fun too like it was fun to read it felt like it didn't feel like 
a chore to read. You know what I mean? Right. And then the whole Tom Strong thing is a whole other level. Like that, that I really want to talk to Larry about because I don't know. I don't know how he feels about it. I showed it to my brother. <laughs> like I bought it on, on Wednesday on the show live. And I, I, my brother was asking me, my brother used to sell comics at the conventions. We had, like, he started a business and I helped him with it. I ran it for him, not for him, with him. And, you know, that was our, we were retailers at first. And then it was in that time where Tom Strong was selling well. And it's like, why does everybody like this book? Like, so that's where we started reading. So he, he got really into it because he would read it. He would read everything that would come in for sale. So he could, you know, it was quality control almost for the shop. And he really liked Tom Strong. So I told him, oh, yeah, Tom, Tom Strong is in this book right here. And he's like, what? Like, he was almost mad. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, you you, sh- you can be mad. But it's it's kind of an interesting way to bring them back. It doesn't feel like they didn't have to revert and mix universes to have them here. You know, it's like a dimensional thing. So it can fit in and you know, who knows? They might fuck it up. Yeah. All that to say, I enjoy Terrifics one and I have yet to read two. All right. What's next on the roster here? Oh, you got the Nightwing. That's part. That's after the metal thing too, right? Uh, it has the thing no. on the cover. I mean, no, it's not a. It's not. It's not. Well, shit. I mean, well, hold on. Maybe. Let I me mean, look at the other covers. No, and it shouldn't be. It wouldn't make sense for it to be because it's it's a total. It's it's damn near an Elseworlds book. To be honest. That's what it looked like from the first cover. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the because I there was only one copy of issue one at the at the shop, and I didn't realize it was a variant cover, till I just kind of was looking for the other issues. Till you paid fifty bucks for it. <laughs> no, cover price. No. Oh, all right. Yeah. That that's why I didn't know it was a variant cover because all right three ninety nine all right here we go. But Nightwing the New Order, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, it was interesting enough that it made me buy all of them. It's written by Kyle Higgins. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. Oh yeah, we interviewed him before. It's on our YouTube channel. Art by Trevor McCarthy. Uh, the art in it is is I like it, but it's not anything special. Mm-hmm. Like I can't picture myself like buying a page of this, but it's not bad. I mean, I I, I dig it. It's cool. It it's a it it caught it caught my attention right away. Because the first page is Nightwing walking through a disaster area, and people around him are hurt and dying. He's holding something that kind of looks like a giant laser cannon. You turn the page, and you see that the people that are hurt are heroes and villains. Like Superman's bleeding, bleeding to death. 
Yeah, he's like stabbed by something almost. Yeah, yeah, something coming out of his leg. He's rebar. He's blood everywhere, and he's he's the one telling Nightwing, "What the what what did you do?" And Nightwing just walking away, saying, "Look, I just saved the world." Um, and this happened. This is supposed to happen twenty twenty eight, so ten years from now. But the whole book actually takes place in twenty forty, and it's narrated by Nightwing's son. It's him talking about his dad, and at this, after that event, what Nightwing has done is he's basically become Coulson, where he he's an agent. He has a team that hunts down superpowered beings and um, drugs them so that it suppresses their power. And you come to find out that the event that where he sit, where he's considered the savior of the world, took the powers away from ninety percent of the population. Ninety percent of anybody with powers, their powers are gone, and the ten percent left. They, there's drugs that they take to um, to suppress it. So it starts off. He's chasing Doctor Light because Doctor Light stopped taking them because he said, "Look, those drugs are fucking with my head. I don't like them." And Nightwing's chasing him, saying, "Dude, that's the law. Catch him, drug him up." And so that's that's the book, book one anyway. It's introducing you to this world and kind of, they don't really say why he did what he did. I'm guessing that's going to come up later. But they're letting you know that it's illegal to be super powered and not take your drugs. And they mentioned that there's some people who's, who the drug doesn't work on. And so they're basically in suspended animation somewhere. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, there's an argument between Nightwing and Alfred, who is somehow still alive in 2040, mm-hmm. where Alfred says, you know, that's that's fucked up, that's not right, and Nightwing's like, look, it's not permanent. It's until we can figure out how to take out take out their powers because we're, nobody's allowed to have powers. Um, they mentioned Bruce, but I don't know if he's alive or dead. I think he's dead. I might have. Now that I remember, I think I think he died at some point. And uh, the the ending of the comic kind of goes a place where I I assumed it was gonna go, where the last page is they realize that that uh, Nightwing's son has powers. They don't actually tell you what they are. You just kind of see his eyes glowing a little bit. Do they say who the mom is? No. They mentioned the mom and the mom having left. And they don't know why. But they don't... They don't mention the the mom, like, who it is. It's definitely not Barbara because they they suggest that the powers are genetic. So it's... What color are his eyes glowing? Red. I I know you're thinking Starfire. Or Supergirl. Starfire is a little too obvious, though. Like, it would be interesting, but no, I thought that would be too obvious. I do think Supergirl is probably the more the more likely, just because the the uh, the last issue six, the cover on it, it looks like Nightwing's son is flying with a red cape. 
So that that just kind of leads me to believe it might be uh, a Kryptonian. So either Supergirl or Power Girl. I mean, Nightwing bangs everybody, so it's really tough to tell. Yeah, he does. <laughs> that's that's just that's like his other superpowers. He's banging. He's got that gypsy charm. And look, even in this book, I mean, he's the he's the head of the they call him the Crusaders. Mm-hmm. And he got a couple of hot co-workers looks like they're trying to come after him so all in all it's it's a good book it makes me want to read the other six enough that I just bought all of them it definitely looks interesting it reminds me a lot of like uh, Earth X in Civil War kind of so I want to I definitely want to check it out and see See how it got to where it is and where it goes from there. And then you putting it as a Elseworlds, that helps a lot. I, well, I mean, I see it as an Elseworlds because I don't see this world happening in current DC in right. 2040. Hey, 2040, aren't we, isn't that about the time that uh, Bruce Wayne should be testing out his, his Batman Beyond armor? Yeah. And... I th- I think he's dead in this book. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, he's when definitely... Flashpoint, everything kind of changes. Uh, so it, I I really wish they actually labeled it as a Nose World, because there's people that'll, that'll pick it up and think, oh, this is this is current continuity or something, just in the future. I know at one point isn't Damien Batman Beyond? Not Batman Beyond, but he's. Batman with a trench coat. Yeah. And he fucks up and blows up half of Gotham. Yeah. Okay. But that's all done before before Bruce actually works on the on the Batman Beyond suit. I mean, Bruce is still young enough to be out there at that point. He's just I think when when Damien is wearing the trench coat, Bruce is like his back is broken again or something. Or he he got like a herniated disc from recovering from the. There was something I remember. There was a book where where they they kind of reconciled <coughs> that trench coat Damien Batman with Batman Beyond, and there's something right. that happened. I remember it clicked for me, and I explained it on the show. Yeah, yeah. But that was so long ago, I don't was, even remember um, what happened. It was like, we didn't know where Batman Beyond connected, and then where 666 connected too. But then they, because it was that Grant Morrison thing, where he kind of like streamlined it all. Yeah. I really wish I remember what issues it was, because I'd like to read them again and remake that connection in my <clears> head. <throat> I remember it, it It just clicked for me when it happened, and now I forgot. So, And the reason, just, I'm looking at the, at the book right now. <clears throat> the other reason why, it, I guess they don't actually say it's genetic, but where on the last page when he, his eyes are glowing, it you know where it says next, like mother, like son. So that mm. automatically tells me, okay, so... Yeah, whoever he banged and got this kid from. 
Definitely not Barbara. Yeah. Unless he, you know, his hair turns red and starts running around the city. So I'll probably. What if he fucked Tom Strong? Does, does Tom Strong's eyes turn red? No, but yeah. science. Now remind me, does all that stuff, uh, Future's End still, is that still, like, relevant? I don't think so. Future's End was alternate timelines, right? Yeah. And that's kind of where this feels like it's at. Yeah, and I I called all all that shit that doesn't actually happen, that's just a cool story, I call that all Elseworlds. Yeah. I wish DC would, too. (laughs) And, yeah. But, you know, it probably wouldn't sell as much as if it had Elseworlds, you know? Like, people buy it thinking, okay, this is the next story in that character, you know what I mean? Yeah, look, I kind of thought that when I read, when I, I looked at the cover, like, oh, Nightwing, New Order, he's got, he's got, uh, he's got, like, a new team or something, a little gray, so he's probably older. All right, let's see what's happening. And I saw the cover on another book. With uh, you're <coughs> fighting somebody who I thought was Zod for a second, I'm like, oh, yeah, but it actually, um, now that I look at it again after having read the first one, that's probably depowered Superman, which ex- probably explains why he has Wonder Woman's sword and shield. <laughs> I did not pay attention to that cover at all, yeah, because <laughs> you, you can see the goddamn Superman logo taking up half the goddamn page. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw a guy with long hair and a beard, and I thought, oh, that must be Zod, because he's got some sort of Kryptonian symbol that somehow I didn't recognize as Superman symbol. He lost hope. <laughs> yeah, Deadpool lost hope. <laughs> so, how many? Man, I don't know what witty. Uh, placeholder to put for the ratings in this one. Depowered zeros. How many pairs of glowing baby eyes do you give it out of five? Uh, I'll go three and a half. It's it's right. it's uh, I mean it's just the first issue. It's supposed to get your attention. Uh. It, it could go either way. It could end up being dumb, or it could be the greatest story ever ever told. I don't I don't know yet, but it's interesting enough that I want to know. Yeah, and they've already got my money. I love the covers. I can't lie. Like that's all I looked at today because I wasn't sure which one to read. Like I felt like just jumping in, and you know, contributing to this segment as much as I could with what I read. But I just ended up looking at the covers, and it's like they were they were tight. Like I'd buy that original art. Who did those covers art? It was like propaganda e, like kind of obey kind of Russian propaganda poster. Um, issue one. Well, I got the variant. What's the variant look like? The variant looks like classic Nightwing. You know, taking a knee with his symbol spray painted up, up and away behind him. Oh, it's, okay. It's actually not that. as cool as the as the 
as a regular cover where he it is yeah. one of those propaganda posters. His little right. armies is uh his symbols him. in the back with a sunburst that's all red on red. Yeah, and his symbol is their badge too. Yeah, uh, everybody and it says our our heroes are human. Yeah, everybody he's... knows he's Nightwing. Like he signs an autograph of a Nightwing picture. Yeah. I yeah I don't. Oh, Trevor McCarthy did the did the did the covers. Okay. Because the variants, uh, Paul Pope and Lovern Kinder Somethingsky. Oh, Paul Pope. That yeah, that's good. So he did the variant that I bought, but the regular yeah. ones are Trevor Mc, Trevor McCarthy, and they're good. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They are. The the number five cover with the uh, Superman and the shield that looks pretty cool too. Like, it's a cool design for Superman, depowered Superman. He's got a utility belt and everything. Yeah. Number two's pretty good. Number four could be better. And it looks like it's the Titans in it. Yeah, the one with the Titans. But is Raven a White Lantern now? Or Blue Lantern? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's blue. Which I guess she would have to be if she lost her powers. Yeah. And then Star Sapphire isn't skimpy anymore. No. She looks like she looks like Marvel's Captain Marvel now. Beast Boy turned into Sabretooth. Yeah, and Flash that Flash is uh is wall yeah. because he, he does some shit in the book. Or they accuse him of it. But you don't actually see him because he's he's fast. Uh, Which I guess the speed force isn't really a power, right? It's just you're accessing energy. Yeah. But he looks kind of like, yeah, looks a little weird. Um, the cover for number six is really good. I don't know who did this one, but it's the kid with the red cape. And it, it kind of reminds me of Kingdom Come, where it has all the heroes in the back. <laughs> Loading up. Yeah, although it looks like the kid has pit stains, to be honest. Yeah, but you know. They they said the same thing about Wonder Woman. It's like if you're focusing on that, you got a problem. Well he, he's front and center of it. <laughs> like if you're yeah, reading it, it looks weird. If you're reading the title, his pits are like half an inch above the title. Yeah. And they're green. Even though he's wearing yeah. a Nightwing shirt. Yeah, no. It's, it's, it is weird. I'm not saying it's not weird. I'm just saying I didn't notice him right off the bat. So, yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to read the rest of these if I get them by next week. And yeah. um, if, if they're good, I'll tell people to buy the trade. So, you're going to be on next week, but you can't broadcast. Is that what's going on? No, no, next week will be regular. It's after that okay. that I won't even I, I won't even be on. Won't even be yeah. Available. Okay. We'll make a little note of that. Um. All right. So that's Nightwing New Order for you. Go out and buy it. Go out and read it, and then let us know what you think. We're on all social media, Twitter. There's a Facebook group, a Facebook page, and uh, Instagram. Just 
fantastic forum across the board. Uh, let us know what you think about anything you heard so far. Right now, it should be time for news. <coughs> Let's just find this funky music. <laughs> Do you have it? No. Or, or are you giving me you know, time? Huh? No, I have it. I just I wasn't sure if you were. You said let's. No, I was stalling while you played. Comic book news. We should have a like. Comic book. Like current. Well, not not like that, but like. That news theme always cracks me up. (laughs) So there. I'm sorry. Say that again. Did we talk about Darkseid joining the Justice League? No. That's happening. Where is it happening? Um, in Justice League Odyssey. Uh. So, I forget who's running point, but there are going to be three Justice League books. Uh, Justice League, Justice League Dark, and Justice League Odyssey, which is going to be like a Justice League cosmic book. And they're going to end up teaming up with Darkseid to fight a greater threat. Greater than Darkseid? Apparently. So, it should be interesting. Might have to check that out. Yeah, all three of the books are supposed to be closely linked. Mm. So I like, I like that, but I hate that. Well, if they do it right, it can turn out good. Well, yeah, it's just more of a, of a buying books thing, you know? Like, I'm over here trying not to read the big two, but they're over here getting me. So, if it's good, like, I'm not going to regret it. I'll be mad, but not regret it, you know what I mean? Right. Were you reading Justice League Dark before? No, but I'm thinking of going back to it. Right. Like Constantine I, I, and then uh, yeah, Etrigan will be part of it. Okay. Is Etrigan going to be in it? I don't remember. I just remember Constantine, Zatanna, and the Swamp Thing are going to be part of it. I don't remember if Etrigan was mentioned. I think he was in it for a while. I spent a lot of time well, he was that. in the past. And <clears throat> that was, like, weird to me. Like, the, well, the way they did him was weird, so I just stopped altogether. And then Jeff Lemire took over, but I still didn't do it because I was reading his other books. Oh, right. They did that thing where original Justice League Dark <clears throat> way back in the... Yeah, it was original Stormwatch. Yeah. Yeah. And then it became the other one. Yeah. I, I, I still want to read that original run, too, because the art was pretty good. Um, some of the characterizations I didn't like. You know, there a lot of them are Vertigo characters, or at least I got into them in Vertigo, so they were a lot better, like, from the start. But when you transition them into superhero books, they, they're not that that great to me. Like... I don't know, they kind of get toned down a little too much. Right. They don't kill, they don't, you know, they don't turn living beings inside out and watch them. 
be in pain for a while and then break their necks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I uh, I miss Vertigo. Long story short, is I miss that Vertigo. what Etrigan used to do? No, that Swamp Thing did that. Something had a daughter, a daughter with uh, Abigail Arcane, and she had powers like Swamp Thing and Abigail Arcane. So she was like petting a cat, and she couldn't control her powers because she's like a toddler, and she pet the cat, and as soon as she like was done petting it, it turned inside out. With its like fully like its organs had nowhere to go, so they're on the floor, and all the ribs are like inverted. So then Swamp Thing just broke its neck to, like, end its suffering. Because his powers didn't allow him to turn it, turn it back, you know? He can't affect animal life like that. Something similar happened in Animal Man, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, all the... In that... In the run with, with Jeff Lemire? Like, everything was inside out in that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It just sounded a little weird to me, but what the the inside out part or the the fact that it happened in Animal Man? No, the inside out part. I remember. I just because I read the Animal Man. That was part of the new fifty two. Yeah, right? yeah. So in Animal Man, what happened is the girl could talk to the DNA in the animals that had been dead already. So she kind of resurrected them, and they were like pets, but they were just like carcasses with no life that she can control and. She controlled their spirit and put the like basically she put the spirit back in the body without even trying so the animals could still live. But they were like dead. The body was dead, but their spirit was alive. Yeah, I didn't I I didn't even know that whole uh swamp thing thing you mentioned. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that one I mean I didn't read yeah, that. <laughs> that was in the vertigo like days in like ninety two or some shit. Or eighties. Yeah, but that Animal Man run was so tight. Like I, I actually went back and and read them again. So good. The new Fifty Two one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and then I went back and and read the the Vertigo one too, because that new Fifty Two was supposed to be like the Vertigo one, like not a continuation, but kind of in that same vein. And yeah, they they kind of go together, like. You know, Animal Man was brought into the the DC universe continuity later on, especially towards the end. But the New Fifty Two one is like the Vertigo one, just kept going almost. Yeah, it's supposed to be edgy DC. Yeah, the new Superman that he he's a little bit he's a little bit wilder. Right, but that's the thing is like he, there's characters that that have done the edgy thing and can keep doing it. And then there's characters that don't. That's what made to me. Like, that's my whole argument. It's like, I always love DC characters. I love all the characters. They're fucking great, but their stories are like, eh, you know, some are tight and then some are eh. like, it's almost like they don't know what to do. Cause they have, they essentially have the, the, the Jesus of superheroes they have, and they don't know what to do with him, you know? Because he ne- was never crucified. Well, now, yeah? they got, now they got Bendis. Yeah, well, maybe Bendis will know what to do, but Although, uh, I doubt it. Uh, CW crucified him. 
Yeah, I mean, people crucify him, but it, no, I mean, literally in Smallville, he gets crucified. Yeah, I know, but it's not what I what I mean by crucifying is like he dies, and then people, you know, follow in his footsteps, and and you know, he's a legend and everything. So it, that's what they tried to do in the movies when he died, but everybody hated him before he died. So the movies didn't do it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where the movies fail. If they ha- if they would have had forty years with super like the death of Superman. If they would have had forty years with Superman in that movie, and he's the greatest, he's the hope. He 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 fought off aliens. He did all that, and you know Batman didn't hate him. <clears throat> and then he died. It would have been like impactful. Nobody cares about Henry Cavill Superman dying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's a animated Death of Superman coming out, and I yeah. thought they already did that. Didn't didn't that just they happen did. a few years ago? Yeah, Superman they Doomsday. Did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it, it's it's retarded. The the new one. But the art was weird, so it's like. Well, the art was like Justice League art, cartoon art, and then this art is like the the new animated universe art, and it's supposed to be in that continuity too. So. They're basically just retelling it or reimagining it into that new universe they created that I don't know about that new universe. I don't think it's that great. Like half of it is kind of like the comics and the other half isn't. So who knows? Have either of you checked out the Suicide Squad movie? I still haven't, unfortunately. Attack on Arkham? No, the new one. Oh, is another That's one? part of the DCU. Wait, animated? Yeah. No, I didn't, I don't even think I knew there was a new one. Um, he talked about it last time we were at Jeffrey's. I, I still there. didn't get to watch it yet. No, at Jeffrey's I was talking about Attack on Art, Assault on Arkham. Oh. But there's a new one that because that's outside of the DC animated you with the movies that they're doing. But this one is part of it. Hell to pay. Yeah. Oh, that just came out yesterday. Yeah. From what I'm seeing, from what well, you haven't seen it. <laughs> so, from what <laughs> I'm seeing online, that just came out yesterday. <laughs> when did you see? How are you seeing stuff early? Yeah. No, I actually haven't seen it. I was just wondering if you guys had. Like, I'm not <laughs> sure when it came out. I'm over here. He's trying to make us feel. I'm thinking he's trying to make us feel stupid. He hasn't seen it either. No, I wasn't trying to make you feel. Stupid. I know, but you know, it's just like, whoa, what has he seen that we haven't seen? Well, he saw Pacific like, if Rim. If I wanted to like do that, I would have brought up uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah, I, I almost saw that, but it's not ready on Prime yet. That's in my queue, but I, I just haven't seen it. It's only an hour long, too. Yeah. Just weird, cause now, I thought you would have watched it, Mo, because it's based off of Elseworlds. My yeah. Magnolia. Yeah, I, I'm definitely, I'm going to see it. I just, I don't know if I'm the, well, I think I'm going to end up buying it. I just don't know if I should buy it digitally or physically. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what kept me from seeing it. Um, it showed up on my Prime app, so I was like, but it is not streaming yet. So I don't know if 
if it's streaming, I'll just watch it there. But I'm probably going to end up buying it at the weekend. We'll see how, how work goes. I'm not sure I like this look for Harley Quinn. It's a little different. Cause she's her skin isn't white. She's just got white face paint. Right. And she. I mean, if you're gonna go with the with the pigtails, then coloring the pigtails works a lot better than just. It looks like she has blue eyeshadow in one eye and pink eyeshadow in the other. I don't know. I I just looks looks wise. I'm I'm not I'm not digging it. I actually watched uh, Suicide Squad again. Yeah, it's a good movie. Cause my sister in law Liz, she hadn't seen Justice League, and she hadn't seen um, Suicide Squad. So we watched them back to back. And yeah, I mean Justice League is the same. I you know, I'm not going to say it was a terrible movie, but it could have been better. But it was enjoyable. I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it. You know what I mean? Justice yeah, they could have like, underpowered Superman. They could have underpowered him a little bit. Who, Superman? In Justice League? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's a whole other thing. That that had a whole lot of problems. Like I discovered other problems from watching it a second time. Like those uh, parademons, like they smell fear, but the Flash was afraid the whole movie. <laughs> you know, like he literally said, "I'm scared." There's two things I'm afraid of: bugs and big giant people. And then nobody gave a shit about the Flash. No parademons, nothing. So, right. yeah, like that that. You know, I, I ignored it the first time, but the second time I couldn't. So, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully they get that shit on track. I, I don't mind them, you know, I don't mind them keeping this universe that they've created so far and then just moving forward with trying to make better movies. Like, it's fine. Like, I'll take, you know, Snyder Superman. Like, I'm okay with it now. Like, just just make better movies moving forward you know like you don't have to scrap this universe but we'll see what they do yeah i mean they're playing a new gods movie you know I, I yeah, don't, hope, don't, don't don't remind me i just hope that's how they're gonna introduce dark side and make him seem like a threat <laughs> Nah, I, look they're probably not even gonna have dark side in that movie well they kind of have to look i'm telling you like uh, what, you think it's going to be a rom-com between Scott Free and Barda? Look, dude, I think it's going to be a fight between Black Racer and Orion. Uh, like, it's a dude on like a, a, a space tricycle and then a dude on skis. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to do this shit well. Like, I think they had other plans for Darkseid, so they can't use them in this New Gods movie because it's going to conflict with what they wanted to do. Unless unless they totally scrap what they were going to do. Or, you know, they they could find some way to fit it in. But honestly, like this New Gods movie, I don't think they know what... I don't think they're going to do well, period. Because nobody knows who the fuck the New Gods are? 
Well, yeah, they don't know what they are, and then it's like, well, it, it, you got to think of it. It's Kirby, all right. You see what Kirby wanted to do with Asgard, and you see to make people enjoy it, they had to like erase all what Kirby did, and you and the thing with that Kirby did with Asgard, he was held back by Stan Lee and 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 you know other people he wrote with. With New Gods, he did it by himself, and then. He just he New Gods was just supposed to be a limited series. And then DC said, Oh, well, this shit's something good. You gotta make it ongoing and you gotta introduce it. So they started introducing and putting the New Gods in other books in the DC universe and made it a whole thing. Now some of the best things we got about that was Dark Side fighting Superman shit. Like that's tight. But on top of that, we got like you know, was it not Mr. Terrific, but the other guy? Uh, what's that other guy? Mr. Miracle. Mr. 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 Miracle. Scott yeah, Free. we got Mr. Miracle, like in and Scott Free, and like their their own books and the stuff. But New Gods was supposed to be just this like mythological, like Midsummer Night's Dream type fantasy. It's shit. Supposed to be DC's Asgard. Right, but it was supposed to be contained within itself. It wasn't supposed to like branch out into anything else. Oh, so it wasn't until even it started selling well. It wasn't even shared universe. It was totally no. Different. It okay. was just it was it was, you know, Jack Kirby had problems with Marvel and Stan Lee. Like you know, it was being held back. You know, like shit with Silver Surfer. Like he couldn't do. He he did what he wanted, and they, and, and they melded with that. But then um, then they had to do stuff with with Thor and. And he always had somebody to, he had to, you know, and not answer to somebody, but he had to run things by somebody. And when he didn't have to run things by anybody, that's when he went all nuts. He got all psychedelic and tight. And to me, it's tight because it's like some awesome pop art acid trip. You know what I mean? And I love that shit. I love tripping out, like looking at those. Like I look at, you know, smoke weed and watch like Kirby art with the crackle and the little balls and everything. And and that's what New Gods was supposed to be is all that. And that's what it was until it started selling. And then they're like, oh, you got to bring this into this this universe. And you know, now it did start from Jimmy Olsen's book, but it was that was like that was like the Bendis is coming. You know, like Kirby's coming, <laughs> and they they shoehorned him into that 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 Jimmy Olsen Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. That's when they introduced, uh, I think, Mister Miracle and, and Scott Free, and and then they built he built off what he did there. He built off the new gods and everything. So it was supposed to be all like kind of like fantasy, high fantasy with sci-fi elements and and the death of the old gods. You know, the elder like again, it all goes back to H.P. Lovecraft. The older gods and and the new gods coming, and then you know some of the threat of the old gods coming back. If they did that new gods movie with the old gods like laying dormant and coming back, and then not deal with any of DC EU shit, like that might be pretty tight. It might might have a chance, but who knows? I I don't have faith in it. All this to say I don't have faith in it. Moving right along in the news. Do you guys know who Scooter Braun and David Mizell are? I know Scooter Braun. He's the founder of uh, 
SB Projects. David Mycel is a founding chairman of Marvel Studios. And together they uh, made a joint venture called Mythos Studios. And they just bought 50% of Aspen Comics. Because so, I haven't even heard the name Aspen Comics in a while. Yeah, I don't know. You know, so they're probably we're gonna get a bunch of shitty Fathom movies and and Soulfire. It seems like those two are the ones that they're really gonna gonna pimp out. So Fathom could turn out okay. You know, back in the day, I would have said if Jim James Cameron did it, Fathom would be tight. But who knows these days? Um, as far as Soulfire, I mean, Soulfire, we, we, we interviewed the dude from Soulfire long ago and, and he seemed like he had a good head on his shoulders. He was taking care. I think if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, Soulfire was created by Michael Turner before he died and they just went with it and then they built on top of what he had created and, and done on all his things. So I don't know if it had an ending or not, but yeah, they, that's what they're gonna they're gonna work on developing. I, for one, would like to see more um, Lady Mechanica stuff or Executive Assistant stuff. The Executive Assistant stuff could be tight, like as a Netflix series, or maybe yeah, an HBO series. You know, the only bad thing about a. Uh... Executive assistant book or executive assistant TV show is that it wouldn't be art. Like the art for those books was really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, but the thing for for, specifically for um, Lady Mechanica, I've seen a lot of cosplay. So I'm sure they could do some pretty good. I've seen good cosplay, so I'm sure they could do some pretty good production on there. Is that a and, is that a steampunk steampunk book? Yeah, because that's yeah, the feel um, I'm getting looking at the covers. Yeah, it is a steampunk book, and everybody loves it because everybody loves steampunk now. So they it's ignore Benitez. Yeah, Joe Benitez. Um, but you know they ignore the original steampunk book that I love, and nobody gives a shit, <laughs> about. and that that's. At some, I think on some level DC owns that, but they're not doing anything with any of that. So is Lady Mechanica Hispanic? No, uh, she is not, but she kind of. There's is a, there's a point. lot of covers with her in like in the Dia de los Muertos stuff. Yeah, yeah, there 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 is when she goes south of the border and stuff. She has a, a Hispanic look in terms of skin tone and. And dark hair, but she's not human, so she's not either of those. Oh, is she like literally all robot? Yeah, steampunk. It's like remember the comic book steampunk where the guy was human, they replaced his heart with a furnace, and then he half his body is like <clears throat> robotic, and then the other half is human. So this is it's like that, but with a lady. This uh, just looking at a bunch of the covers, it looks kind of interesting. Yeah, it's tight. I'm not going to say it's not tight. I'm just saying... I'm sorry, say that again, Joe? No, it's a really good book. Yeah. Like, I was reading it from the beginning, but I 
stop because he was coming out too infrequently for me to keep up with it. Yeah, he he did take. There was uh, he's he's my quote unquote friend on Facebook and Instagram, and it, there was a point where he's like, uh, you know, it's coming out. Don't worry, it's coming out. Like for like issue three or four. I life owed you. Well, not me. Um, but yeah, the fans of the book. Like, I, I'm a fan of his as a person. Like, I've met him in person. He's a cool guy. So that's how I got into that. But I mean, he's doing it all by himself, and, yes. and he's also trying. You know, this was before like Patreon, and it was when Kickstarter was starting to come out. But he didn't do any of that. So he's like, you know. I get the money to to fund this book because it's on Aspen, but he still puts it all together himself. He has to pay, you know, he, well, he writes it, draws it, and I believe colors it. And then he's got to pay a letter. And that take, just takes a, a ton of time. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's just the long and short of it. It's just, it, it's a lot of work for him. So. And then he's got to go promote it to like get more readers to make it viable too. So it's a struggle for him. So hopefully, if they pay him to make a a Netflix series or a Hulu, se- nah, no nah, Hulu would be good. Not an Amazon series. That that nah, I don't think they would do good with that. Amazon, they do okay. They don't have I mean... good special effects. Well, not yet. Yeah, but I mean, Lady Mechanica needs a lot of special effects. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Like, what helps Amazon is the stories that they put out. Like, they're just good dramas, good stories, good comedies. But like, I I know I watched The Tick, and The Tick has cheesy special effects. They work for the tick, but they only work for the tick. Like, I can't, you know, I tried watching the Philip K. Dick show, and it was like, okay, this guy put a Nerf visor, and that's his VR machine. You know? Like, (laughs) I can't get with that. It was a great story, but that special effect, like, mm -mm, not going to happen, man. Okay. So yeah, they they we'll see where that goes. Um, let's see what else is here on the news. X Men Dark Phoenix has been delayed, and then Dark Phoenix was delayed till twenty nineteen, and New Mutants is delayed once more. So New yeah. Mutants, yeah, New Mutants will now be February second, from April 13, twenty eighteen, which was a few weeks from now, to February twenty second, twenty nineteen. For reasons. Oh, that's a shame. So now they pushed it back even more to August second, twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that should be fun. Uh, well, 
the article does go on to say that it, it could be like special effects issues. They want to get that good. Any CGI some mm-hmm. mustaches off? I I don't know about all that, but you know, Dark Phoenix needs a lot of special effects. So they're Dark Phoenix is now slated for, from November second, twenty eighteen to February fourteenth. Uh, Wait, so it's gonna come out before? Uh, yeah, it's gonna come out before. Dark Phoenix is gonna come out before New Mutants. Wait, why February fourteenth? That seems odd. I think because it's a a movie going weekend, like a date weekend that nothing else has. Yeah, well, well, if it works for him, it works. We'll see if it works. I, I, honestly, I don't have faith. I have a little bit of faith in New Mutants just because it's people that nobody knows, and with that, they might be able to do something right. Plus, but they're Dark- going in a completely different direction from what New Mutants is, so it's right. a lot easier to separate it. Yeah, and take it as its own thing. But Dark Phoenix is like, I mean, that story is iconic. Like, if you're going to do that, there's a 90% chance you're going to fuck it up. Yeah, I don't think. Right. I'm pretty sure they're fucking it up. Yeah, I mean, I I can't see it. Simon Kinberg is making it. He's no good. What else has he done? All the other X Men stuff. I like Homegirls oh. from Homegirl from Game of Thrones, but she's not a great actress. She's not a great actress, and she's not a great Jean Grey. I haven't seen her as Jean Grey, but I assume she's not a great great Jean Grey. No, not really. She's okay, but I I just don't see her pulling that off. I don't feel threatened by her at all. Yeah. And she didn't really do a whole lot, but when she kind of phoenixes out a little bit, which leads me to believe it's going to be all internal, not anything from space, uh, wasn't a. It was cool because it was like a big explosion, but it wasn't anything super impressive, especially not in the world of, of mutants. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch it. Because I kind of I kind of enjoy the the X Men movies, but I'm not expecting big things from it either. They're not completely terrible. They're just not good. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And I got Movie Pass, so it's like I'm not even really technically paying for it at this point. Yeah, which I still recommend people should get. Especially if you live in a big city with multiple theaters. Yeah. Now let's you see a movie a week? A movie a day. Oh. So if you want, you can watch the same movie every day. It's like a 24-hour period or something like that. Now, I only watch like one or two movies a week. But it's nine bucks a month. Well, it was for me. I think it's even cheaper now. I I pay nine bucks a month. So if I watch at least one movie a month, I, it's already paid for itself. Right. 
Okay. I think the only thing is it doesn't count for IMAX or 3D movies or all that because that's all extra. Yeah. But I... I don't, I don't watch those anyway. Can you buy the... Can you use the pass for like the standard and then upgrade? Or would you have to buy the full IMAX price at the theater? I think you should be able to upgrade because I know at Costco I buy the tickets and they're like $7 tickets. And if I want to see it in 3D, I just pay the extra fee. Like the difference. Yes, I haven't tried oh, okay. that because I've only seen. Well, I, la- last year I only saw what, like two IMAX movies. One of them was The Inhumans. And then I think I saw Justice League in IMAX. And it was still. I, I don't know. I, I just. I never even tried. I didn't even try. I don't think you can because I don't think it shows up in the in the app where, where I sign in. Because mm-hmm. you go to the app, you you find the theater and the time, and you kind of click it and check in, and that's how I do it. And then I just go, I just go to the kiosk and pick up a ticket. Oh, nice. Okay. But you know, if I if if I only watch one or two IMAX movies a year, and actually that's. That was the first time I seen an IMAX movie in like ten years. Was that that was last year? Then I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I still got to do that. Get the movie pass. Yeah. I mean, do you watch more than one movie a month? Uh, I don't, but I can. Like for example, like Pacific Rim, I would like to see Tomb Raider. I wanted to see. You know, and it's just things that the the problem with me is that you know a big chunk of my day is taken by work, so it's like if I want to sacrifice rest time, then I go out and go to movies. But I do have Sundays off, so Sundays I usually, you know, I either go somewhere and do something or run errands. Or catch a movie. Like, if it's a, a movie I'm really interested in, like, I'll make sure to watch it on the Sunday. But, yeah. yeah. And one movie a month pays for it. Yeah. And I but think... But it's two of us now. So, I pay double. Buy two passes. Yeah. And I think, like, nine bucks is probably less than a normal ticket anyway. Uh, kind of. Cause I buy them at Costco for like eight fifty. Okay, so fifty cents. Yeah. But that's the thing. If I watched like this month, it was Lock and Key. I mean, not sorry. I'm thinking of the next news story. Um, this month is Tomb Raider and Pacific Rim. Like I would have watched it tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Ready Player One's coming out too. Yeah, that that yeah. I I I don't really want to see that, but I would if I had Movie Pass. From what I hear, it's gonna be a mess. Yeah, but I also hear it's, it's gonna be tight too. So ah, I don't expect it to be like amazing. I'm like indifferent with it. Like I don't care what happens. It's not like I read the book. I'm I'm actually just happy to watch something that I don't know the story of ahead of time. Okay. 
That Jericho book was pretty bad, too. <laughs> yeah, Tiger Claw loved the book. It got him to read. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Lock and Key uh, was passed on by Hulu. I, I don't expect... Joe, you might remember. I don't expect Oz to remember. Yeah, okay. I never read Lock and Key, but I remember you guys talking about it a lot. Yeah, and it sounded had, interesting. It was tight. It, it's a tight story. Um, Lock and Key was. It was a little special for me because, we did. It was back when we were doing shows at night, and to shake things up, we decided. All right, you just go to the shop, and the first thing you see, you grab, you buy, and that's what we review that this Wednesday night. And then we all did that. I picked Locked and Key, just a random issue. And I re- we reviewed that. It was tight. Like, then I read everything, subs- you know, subsequent to that. I don't know. Larry's not here, so he can't correct me if I use that word wrong. But, um, yeah. And then, you know, they were going to put it on Fox. They were going to put it on FX, uh, Hulu. Uh, according to an actress that was interviewed, it got passed on by Hulu. That was the hope. Um, it went from direct, like several directors, like Scott Derrickson that did uh, Doctor Strange was supposed to do it at some point, and then the dude that did it, the new it movie, was supposed to do it at some point. And uh, that was so, pretty good. Yeah. So now it's it's they're they're shopping it around to Amazon, Netflix, and Apple, and anyone else that. Potentially, will carry it, but who knows? So, what um, do you think? Would this be a good fit for Amazon? Again, special effects, man. It, you know, ultimately, you know, it, it is. I, I don't. The Amazon shows I've seen are Amazon produced, so maybe they don't want to shell out on special effects. But if this is an outside production company, like paying people to make it and then shopping it around then it might have some hope. But honestly, that's the hardest way to do things at this point. You know, like, they they, they like to sell things first and then make it. But if I was me and and I wanted to see a lock and key uh, TV show, like, I, I would put out my own money if I had it and just try to make it and then sell the complete first season with a like hey you got to put it on the second season if you want you know more viewers you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but i know that's not the way to do things like the first rule of hollywood when i went to film school first rule they told me don't put your own money in anything there's always a bunch of idiots trying to invest in film so yeah i know that's not the way to do it but that for something like lock and key like the control freak I am, that's how I do it. Right. It kind of sucks that people won't put their own money up. Yeah, I mean... Like, I really wanted to see the next two 10-10 movies. Yeah. Um, the Deadpool series for FX was canceled. And it wasn't, okay. you know, according to this, it wasn't for a, 
a lack of effort from Donald Glover. It says uh, they just had creative differences. It says uh, Deadpool was originally given a 10-episode order by FX. Is being canceled by after creative differences caused a rift between Marvel Television and brothers Donald and Steven Glover, who had created the series. Donald, who currently produces rights and stars in Atlanta, took to Twitter this morning to let his fans know that he had something worth watching and that he had been putting forth the effort to make things work. He says right here, for the record, I wasn't too busy to work on Deadpool. Says he followed that message with a thread of screenshots. Each one was a page from the Deadpool first season finale script. As you read through the thread, it's clear that the show isn't holding anything back, which is exactly what fans of Deadpool have always wanted. The episode, which begins with a tweet below, sees Deadpool heading to Africa to try and help save the last male white rhino. He spends much of his time angering the people he's assisting as well as burying himself in his phone and commenting on social media antics of celebrities. Because at one point, the episode, Deadpool sits down next to the rhino and has an entire conversation about how the show was canceled after just one season. He tries to figure out why... He tries to figure out why that would have happened. Was it because the studio was racist, or was it because he made fun of Taylor Swift? Perhaps... Is it could have been because he called <laughs> he called a bunch of older fans pedophiles. <laughs> okay, so the conversation was 100% pure Deadpool, and Glover shared it because uh, I got a pop up. Yeah, well, it was canceled. It was too real for Marvel TV. You know they're still owned by Disney. That's. Right. Oh, right. Because they went and bought it. Right. So they. Well, they haven't bought it yet, but Marvel Television still has. I mean, I'm sure you guys probably remember me talking about it before with Legion, where, like, the Marvel Television, like the Disney dudes, are producing the X Men shows. You know, like they're in it. Like the this, this convergence of source between the X universe and the Fox things and the Marvel Disney things, they're slowly like creeping in and kind of melding in terms of uh, behind the scenes shit. So there's probably something coming up that we don't know about um, specifically the, with Deadpool, like that's a hot commodity now. Right. So Marvel probably wants... It's a brand now. Fox probably sees it as a brand now as opposed to how it did it now. They saw it in the past. And they don't want... They don't want shit tainting it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it for news on my end. You guys got anything else? Nah. Yeah, All right, let's hit that wrap-up music. Joe, give us your final thoughts. 
I'll be talking about the anime Koaban. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to be talking about the new Archie horror book, uh, Vampironica. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be on that, too. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, I actually, I want to see Vampironica on TV myself. I think the, the actress that plays Veronica on Archie TV series could be a good vampire. Okay. Oz, give us some final thoughts. I like Krypton. We should it started kinda... already? Yeah, the first episode was last week. It looks like there's an episode today that I'll probably watch yeah. tomorrow. But I like the first one. And, um, I just haven't said anything because like, it could all go downhill after the first one. Yeah. Man, we could have talked about that today, too. I guess next week. No, I'd rather talk about it when you guys watch it, too. I know yeah. you weren't watching it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch it for next week. Well, maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah. As for the rest of us, um, yeah, Joe, I didn't get to ask you about Citrus. Is it worth watching? Um, I haven't checked it out, but the story sounds pretty cool, and the director has done some good stuff in the past. Okay. I was debating whether I should cancel my subscription to Crunchyroll. But uh, then I started watching the first episode, and hey, it was kind of captivating, even though it's not something I'm into. But I might stick with it. Well, so. the good thing about Crunchyroll is even if you're not subscribed, you can still watch the content just with commercials. Yeah. But, but not on not on the TV apps. So, like, on Xbox or Apple TV... Like, I have to watch it on my phone or tablet. Maybe not even tablet. Uh, do you have the Verb app? Verb app? You know, I tried it. I, I hated it. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I was trying to catch up on Bravest Warriors. It didn't work out on the Verb app. Okay, because I know with the Verb app, you can watch Crunchyroll stuff still. Yeah. But... Yeah, I would I would keep it. There's a lot of good stuff on Crunchyroll. Yeah, that's my quest oh. from now on is to find ways to find reasons to keep my Crunchyroll app. Uh, Dragon Ball Super ended, so that was why I had it. Oh, okay. I know I started watching Pop Team Epic, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't really suggest, but it's really like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's like, but it's like that irrelevant kind of, or irreverent, like kind of just nonsense humor. Yeah. But unlike, but it's like all done in like short one to three minute skits. So it never feels like it's like too much. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. But again, like I'm not sure. It's I know it's not for everyone. Yeah. All right. For still Larry. Kowabon. Oh, yeah. You still got a Kowabon. That's on Crunchyroll too, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna watch that for sure. You should watch uh, it too. Uh, it's like really short. 
Us? Sure. I have no idea what the hell you guys have been talking about. It's an anime on Crunchyroll, Koaban. Somebody's gonna have to spell that out. I'll text it to you right after the show. Okay. But you can watch the entire series in like 40 minutes. For Larry, who's not here, we bid you adieu. Thanks for listening. Catch us next week right here on allgames.com.